right, one hour in the books on the Kevin Carey Show. It's 8 o'clock. That means uh, time now for On The Mark, powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download their new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy as uh, we welcome in Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Good morning, Spec. Morning, Kev. How are you doing this morning? Ah, outstanding. Uh, it was good to see you down at the game last night. Uh, I mm. think the main thing, everyone went home happy. That's the main yeah. thing, isn't it? Hey, listen. Yeah, it is the main thing. Like, it's only, you know, you, I think sometimes you got to take some perspective here and, and say, <laughs> you know, two, three weeks ago, this team was, was absolutely a mess. Uh, last night they played 54 very good minutes, mm-hmm. let a couple in late and rescued the thing. And was it perfect? No. Was it a giant leaps and bounds better than they've been playing lately? Absolutely. So I'm with the Matias Echo, man. I'll, I'll <laughs> take the first 54 minutes and forget about the last six. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's how you have to look at it. We get, we get a lot of texters coming in. Oh yeah. You know, you gave up the one point. Well, who cares? I mean, you're not catching Vegas here. You don't, I don't think they are, but you know, the main thing is to keep building and catching this momentum and riding that momentum wave. And that's what the team has to do. Am I wrong in that or what? Yeah, no, no. That's, I mean, Connor McDavid said after the game, you can feel we got some momentum in here. And that's the first time I've heard anybody say that this mm-hmm. year. So, you know, look, it's not perfect. They did blow the lead. Yes, absolutely. And as we get into the season, they're, you know, they haven't had many third period leads to protect this year. And they've failed in this attempt. And, now they got to get better at that. And the next time they come into a third period up by one or two, you know, they'll hopefully figure out a way to protect it better. But like I say, it's only November. Teams are still <laughs> figuring out their games. And I, I'm not sure there's a team in the league that's figuring out its game at this point uh, more than this Oilers team is. Uh, Mark Spector, Rogers Sportsnet. What did you make of the Vegas game last night? Missing a couple, you know, key guys on the back end, most notably uh, Shea Theodore. Maybe we saw that a little bit in their play with what yep. they were trying to do as far as moving the puck. They're so good at that. Uh, did Vegas play? How would you rate their game last night, I guess? Um, well, it started going in for them a little. I yeah. think that's the biggest thing that you would say for Vegas. You know, they had two tip-in goals uh, that I think over the last five or six games, those tips have been going wide or hitting the goalie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can see maybe their scoring slump starting to break. They scored four last night. Um, you know, yes, they miss Shea Theodore particularly. You know, Martinez is a very good defender still, but he's a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, but Shea Theodore, he doesn't get a, a lot of ink, but he moves the puck and and quarterbacks the offense, you know, on a scale with guys like, you know, Quinn Hughes and McCarr. Mm-hmm. Like, he does, he's very, very good at it. And, yeah, when you have that guy on your team, you count on him, and when he's out, you miss him. That's just the deal. Uh, your team's different if Bouchard's not playing than when he is playing, uh, and their team's different without Theodore. So, you know what? The Oilers, they got their point. Vegas got not maybe outplayed in both games in mm-hmm. Calgary and Edmonton and walked out of there with two loser points. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, the Oilers blew some loser points earlier this year that they would have liked to have had too. Yeah. And, you know, Vegas had an 11-0-1 start. All, every team has a run, no matter how good you are, no matter how bad you are. I mean, Anaheim was on a roll for Pete's yep. sake. So, I mean, every team is going to have a, a bit of a run here, uh, and that includes uh, the Oilers. We got a lot of texts this morning, Spec, about overtime. Is it broken? Does it need to be changed? 
Uh, you, last night maybe was probably one of the more uneventful OTs we've yep. seen, but we've seen some great sure. ones too. So, yeah, but I what's think your take? Trending, Kev, is yeah. it not trending in that bad direction? I don't know. I still think there are times in overtime where you see things, um, and again, coaches find ways, right? They always find ways to uh, deter. To, that's yeah. their job. They deter. That's what they want to do is, is deter the yeah. opposition. So I still. Or you th- could rephrase that and say they ruin the game. Yeah, it depends <laughs> how you want to phrase that. Yeah, we can go back a lot of years to the Jacques Lemaire's and things like that, yep. can't we? So yeah. I don't know if I think overtime is broken. Uh, I still enjoy it. Some people say to extend it. I don't uh, because people just don't understand how taxing it is on players and well, your star players. That- yeah, it is. You play your best guys, and they play. They cover a lot of miles in OT. I think there's no point in extending it if we're going to have the same issues we have in five minutes. We'll just have them over ten minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, this thing where guys, where people carry it into the zone and then willingly carry it out. You know, you could see that Vegas's game plan was to just rag the puck until McDavid and Drysaddle left the ice mm-hmm. and then try to score. Um, so, you know, before you extend overtime, you've got to find a way to force teams to press for goals. And and if you're playing three-on-three three and you're not pressing for goals, then, what, I mean, what are we doing here, mm-hmm. right? Three-on-three is supposed to be wide open, let's skate the puck hockey. It's always man-on-man defense. Uh, it's It's tons of open ice. It's just made to challenge guys one-on-one. If you're playing a defensive game in that scenario, then yes, your coach is ruining the sport, whoever your coach <laughs> is. And we got to fix that before. I don't want 10 minutes of that yeah. type of hockey. Yeah. Um, right, Last night's five minutes was too much. So <laughs> fix it before you start to think about extending it. What would be the repercussion spec? Because we were talking about this with the Duke earlier. So you double back, you, you have possession, and you go, ah, I'm going to go for a skate back into wherever our zone, neutral zone, whatever you whatever you think. Like, what are you going to do, call a penalty? Well, no, but maybe somehow you have to, like, you have to force that player to want to keep the puck in the offensive zone, Right. The, every time they get a little pressure, they just skate it out and everybody clears his own, they start again. And, and that's what's killing it right now. You have to make the guy at the blue line try to make a play. And that play can't be, I'm going to back up out of the offensive zone. So I know you're, you're going to put some onus on the ref. Let, so let's say <laughs> if you back out of the zone, I'm going to blow the whistle and it's a face-off. Uh, you don't want that either, it, do you? Well, I mean, the problem is that you might lose possession. You have to de-incentivize pulling the puck out of the offensive zone. So in overtime, incentive is is keeping the puck. It's all about possession. So you have to make it so that the guy who decides to pull the puck out of the offensive zone for no reason or because he's under pressure, they somehow have to either lose possession or mm-hmm. face losing possession. Or get a shot. A or get a shot like ringette. I think you have a shot. You can't double back and have a shot. I think that's one of the rules there. I don't know. What do you mean a shot? Well, you have to like so you have to get a shot on goal. What so if you get a shot on goal, uh, and maybe you have some sort of a shot clock, like have a a timed like once you enter the zone. Yeah, you got to take a shot. So you get twenty four seconds. I don't know, whatever. Whatever it is, uh, sure. Like now we're you know listen, we all go back to the days when the NHL spent a 
you know, a ton of energy and time trying to figure out how to come up with what we would call an illegal defense. Mm -hmm. Remember? Yeah. And they never did it. Right. They talked and they met and they had committees and they had old players and they had new players. They couldn't figure out how to define an illegal, an illegal defense back in those days when guys like Jacques Lemaire were ruining the game. Mm -hmm. And, and so here we are now we're trying to come up with, you know, are we going to have a shot clock? Well, maybe, um, you know, to me, like, I think we got to boil this thing down. Yeah. Over time now, we've all figured it out. It's all about possession. Get mm -hmm. the puck. That's the first thing, because it's easy to hang on to it. So now we've got to make it harder to hang on to the puck. And one of the keys here is make, make those guys, once they get in the offensive zone, stay in the offensive zone and shoot the puck at the net. Risk losing possession. No one wants to risk that. So we've got to force teams to risk that. Come up with that rule, and I think you're halfway to solving your problem. Lots of good points, Spec. You should be the commissioner. Yeah, I'd take the paycheck. I don't know <laughs> if I feel like the hours. <laughs> I, you know what? I always, whenever we, I remember, I interviewed Gary Bettman on the catwalk at Rexall. I don't know. I was doing Jumbotron work for the Oilers. And it, okay. the two of us came on on the Jumbotron and all, it just, boo, everyone's booing, booing. And he, <laughs> he looked at me and I said, don't worry, Gary, they're booing me, not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you could have a point there <laughs> oh no come on man yeah uh, what else caught your eye last night we were I, we had dvd on and again there's so many guys that contributed last night uh to an oilers victory that that you know that it was good you know you saw because of zach hyman it was sort of a domino effect with a lot of guys being plugged and played yeah well we we do we have criticized the construction of this team and, and the depth that they have. And I thought last night was a, was a, a probably pretty positive on that front. You know, Yanmark has to jump up to the first line. He's a fourth line player, scores a goal, right? Gagne comes into the lineup. He wasn't even supposed to play, scores a goal. Yeah. Uh, Evander Kane jumps into Hyman's spot in the power play, scores a goal. So, you know, all of those things were pretty good. I think that you showed last night that missing your probably your hottest scorer yeah. and uh, a very important player. Hyman's a really important guy. All of a sudden, he's not playing, and the Oilers managed to still get the offense they needed. They made some switches, and they had a pretty good hockey game for 54 minutes. So, to me, that's a positive for sure. Uh, I'd like to see goaltending that stole some stole a few things mm -hmm. like Skinner was solid. He stopped everything he was supposed to stop. I would like to see him steal something. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know where everyone's head was at on that, that Amadio goal off the face off, you know, you know, Yanmar, what happened there? Okay. In my, my opinion, that's almost a, a tr they're trying to set play like they did against Anaheim. And but the fact is they just didn't win the draw cleanly like they did against Anaheim. You remember Nurse made the yeah. long stretch pass. Sure. So now they're all of a sudden they didn't. They thought they had the faceoff win because it, it sort of looked like McDavid might have won the faceoff, but it, he well. didn't. And then all of a sudden it's, it's a jailbreak and everything. All hell breaks loose, and that's kind of in my mind what happened. Uh, okay, it just looked be. really bad. I'd like to ask uh, yeah. one of those guys about it today, you know, off the record, just to get clarity, yeah. and we'll try to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, you got to make sure someone has the puck before <laughs> yeah. the jailbreak starts. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, possession, right? The only right? guy who had the puck was Amadio, and he had a breakaway off a of faceoff. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, you, you never blame a goalie on a breakaway. It's no. not the goalie's fault. They should defend better and not give up the breakaway. But having said that, you know, in the third period last night, uh, you know, the, uh, Thompson stopped Cody Cece on a really great chance, yeah. and he stopped Adam Ernie on yeah. a breakaway. I get it. That's your a depth defenseman who never scores and a fourth liner. You wish that you had a little more skill. And he stopped Evander Kane on a breakaway at one point. So yeah. if you have one, you know, you'd like one of those saves from your goalie. That's all I'm saying. Skinner played well. But had he played a little bit better, you wouldn't have been in a shootout. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, that, that third goal was, you know, Ben Hutton, that, that shot, it's kind of a seeing eye bit of a screen. And it, the puck just popped out. I think it was Ernie and DeHarnay sort of trying to swat it away. Yep. It was – and then the fourth one, I mean, I mean, uh, Colazar bats it out of the air with a tip. That puck's going three feet wide. So That's a really good goal. And yeah. the Stone goal is a really good goal. Yeah. Ekholm has to tie up – did his best to tie up Stone. Stone made a great play. Like, and I, I think it, it might have like went Ekholm's, off Ekholm too. And it went off Ekholm's rear end and in the net. Yeah. So no one's blaming a goalie on, on those. I'm just no. saying to you that this was another game – and and I don't want to pick on Skinner here, but this was another game where Edmonton had the majority of the chances, better high danger chances, more time with the puck, and when the when sixty minutes came down, the score was four four. Right? Somehow the other guys got more goals on less chances than Edmonton did, and that has been a recurring theme. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is two points. That's the main thing. Yeah. What, what about uh, what about Winnipeg tomorrow? Jets lose last night uh, to Dallas 2-0. So, I mean, these two teams, Winnipeg has a lot of depth as well up front. And yep. they have the, they, win the goal, they win the goaltending battle. How do you how do you see this one shaking down tomorrow? Yeah, they do. They, I mean, let's, uh, every time, most teams in the league, when they go in to play the Winnipeg Jets, are going to say to themselves before the game starts, we're probably going to lose the goaltending battle, right? Connor Hellebuck mm-hmm. is an elite Vesna winning top three or four goalie in the National Hockey League. And Edmonton, unfortunately, doesn't have one of them. Um, so you got to go in there and play solid hockey. You got to go in there and say, you know, be be the Oilers. You got to capitalize on a power play, right? Their PK has been fantastic, Edmonton's. You know, you got to, it, it's not an easy place to win. Uh, they've had, they generally score some goals with the Jets. If I, my memory serves, yeah. they seem to be high scoring, exciting hockey games. But Evan's got something going here, man. They got some depth. They got different guys scoring. The big boys are hot. Uh, certainly McDavid's on fire here. Kane's going good. Hyman's going good. Leon Dreisaitl's found his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the power play's going. They're killing penalties. They're starting to look like a proper hockey team. And that game could win in Winnipeg the way they played last night fine-tune a couple little things that game can absolutely win a road game in winnipeg which would be nice before they have i think it's is it six. five days off yeah five days off and okay. then six at home yeah yeah so this is a a little milestone in the schedule that you'd sure would love to go into it on a four-game winning streak yeah. sit down you look at the standings maybe you're only like they're only five points out of the playoffs now mm-hmm. that's good Let's stop looking at the standings for a while. Maybe we can take a break from that, huh? Yeah, as I said, just worry about the team in front of you, and that's Anaheim right now. You should be able to pass Anaheim shortly. Uh, but again, with these five days off, other teams are going to be getting a crew. They're all going to start playing, yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. Hey, Spec, thanks uh, so much for this. We will uh, see you down at the rink uh, later today. All right, thanks, Kev. All right, that's Mark Spector for On The Mark. Energized by Booster Juice, you can get the boost you need. At Booster Juice, you know, Duke, down at the game yesterday, 
One Jason Greger slides into the seat beside me. We sit sit beside each other at the games. He's wearing that that cap, you know. What do you call those caps that he wears? They're like, you know. It's like a jockey cap. Yeah. I don't know if it has a, I don't a know more what official it is. name. It, but it, it's, you know. He's very fashion forward. And I think, to be honest with you, those those caps that uh, the old timers wear, the old the older, older gentlemen wear, they have that flap in the winter that can come down, you know, and it hides the back of your neck where some hair might be growing, you know, and stuff like that. Then I heard last night, and this is from one Jason Greger. If the Oilers win five games in a row, this seventh-month hair-growing thing gets shortened to three months? Have you heard anything about this? I miss that. Now, how can that be? Like, I mean, there are three games in a row right now. You win two more, and all of a sudden this seven-month bet, or whatever it was, statement, if the Oilers lose to San Jose, it was, right? Yeah. That... Jason Greger would grow his hair for seven months. So somehow, he told me last night, if the Oilers are to win five games in a row, this gets shortened to three months of hair growing. Hmm. Interesting. I must uh, I must have missed that where that had uh, been decided. It's called a Gatsby cap. We've got about several different things. Poor boy in. hat. Dar- Darcy called it a flat cap. He's wearing one right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that great, Darce? Thanks, buddy. Pilmer, Pillman says the Elmer Fudd hat. Uh, that's you're thinking of a different kind of hat because I think we all know what an Elmer Fudd hat is, and that is not uh, what this is. Like the flip, this isn't the ones like with the flaps up on the side that then you undo the string on top, they fall down over yeah. your ears. It's uh, Connor Halley offered him the reprieve. Who authorized Connor Halley yes. to do that? Ooh, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> We got to have a little chat with the former Ross Shep T-Bird. Connor Halley. Connor Halley. Kangoy hat? Darcy says, my hat is awesome, KK. Don't knock it. Send a picture. We'll decide that. <laughs> <laughs> Send a picture. Yeah, um, put you on blast here on live radio. <laughs> I mean, it might look good on you, and that, I, every time, I, and it's not like uh, Avery. Like Avery wears those those hats down there that you know uh, from uh, Caddyshack. You know where oh, yes, Rodney yes. Dangerfield comes in. And, hey, you get a free bowl of soup with that hat. You know, Peaky Blinders. That's yeah. what the bottom part is. No, like that's like. It, it, have you seen the show Peaky Blinders? Oh, it's uh, about no. like. Um, the UK in uh, I guess that would have been like the mid 20th century or so just after World War One uh, mm. it's it's that style of hat yes because they call them that Kevin they would sew razor blades into the beak oh so then when you get in fights with the rival gangs you'd take them off and just I love that slash them that's a good idea blind them wow wonder, like, wonder if Gregor's got a razor blade in his <laughs> well he wants the razor blade to shave his head is what he wants <laughs> well yeah it he's for. keeping it on him at all times so at a moment's notice he can uh Get a fresh, uh, a fresh dew. Ah, Darcy might have sent a picture. He did. Let's see. It's not of him wearing it. Yeah, it's just in his hand. Well, yeah. But yes, that is the style it's of similar, hat. Similar, yeah. That is the style of hat. I don't think Gregor, Gregor's hat was all like all encompassing. It didn't have that uh, that ability to make it bigger, larger with that little buckle on there. I don't know, man. But anyway, we have to have a little talk about this. Mm-hmm. How do you, you can't do this. You can't go from seven to three months. It's impossible. Uh, when we come back, we will hear from 
I believe Matthias Ekholm from last night's Oilers postgame media availability after a 5-4 win in a shootout. Oilers improved to 8-12-1. Vegas now 14-5-4 after an 11-0-1 start. Uh, Much more on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Just had a quick little chat with Brian Rode from Marmot Basin. He'll uh, guess with us at 9, eh, call her 925-ish, because at 920, uh, starting Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, we will have our ski report here on Sports 1440, because, man, ski, it, it maybe it doesn't feel like it in Edmonton, but ski season is here. So our ski report, and we'll talk to Brian uh, Rode out at Marmot Basin just to give a quick little update of what's uh, going on at, at Marmot, because... Uh, we are well underway into the ski season. So a lot of texts with uh, Gregor in this. It's called a Gatsby Newsboy hat. So it's not the big puffy one, but it's sort of that kind of the streamline model. But again, I I can't see how this could happen. I, I just don't see it. Uh, the rig says, I think Connor felt sorry for him. And the time there was no chance the Oil would win five in a row. <laughs> but I never heard Gregor accept uh, I don't really see, I, how can you do this? This has to be an executive decision on behalf of the Sports 1440 crew. No, Duke, are you are you in or are you out? Of, this has got to be an in or are you out? It, man, if I'd known this, I would have uh, drafted it into today's edition. But there, there's a couple things. We got a queue of uh, kangaroo court things to decide here at Sports 1440 <laughs> between Declan Kruger uh, sleeping through his uh long-awaited appearance on the Kevin Carrius show last week to talk some college football. We got that in the queue. Yeah. Now we have to decide what Gregor's, uh, the fate <laughs> of his uh, Leahy haircut's going to be here in the immediate future. We're getting already backlogged. We're not so different from the uh, the regular courts now no. already. But, so again, I understand that over the Christmas holidays and now, you know, he's going to have to have some, I assume, Christmas pictures. Gregor does the, you know, the party and everything. He's going to have to have these pictures taken. Mm-hmm. With a, well, you could always, he could be like the George Costanza photoshopping himself in, you know, uh, in the, on the beach there. Yeah, with the, <laughs> to, to validate his story. Yes. Oh, man. Pork pie hat, Sherwood Park Dave says that. Uh, it's a flat cap or a newsboy hat. Comes from Kevin. Uh, Jana, a longtime happy listener, says Connor gave him an out. Well, you know who else is giving him an out is another Connor right now, Connor McDavid, mm-hmm. in the sense that uh, now the orders have won three in a row. Uh, Kevlar says it's a Gatsby hat. So, ah, man, oh, man. That's going to be a difficult situation. Coming up here. Uh, so last night, the Oilers with a 5-4 victory. Uh, we saw that. We were ta- talking about it earlier. Good play by uh, Matthias Ekholm. Evan Bouchard, again, a couple giveaways. Uh, there was one in the second period where he had a, man, it was just a cross-ice pass that it got through, but it was very dangerous to being picked off and it would have been going the other way. Uh, he did, at the blue line, he's sort of kind of, he's making the plays at the blue line. But it's not exactly high percentage plays. A couple of times at the blue line where you're going, yikes. But anyway, on one of them, there was a giveaway. Matthias Ekholm had a great recovery on uh, Jack Eichel. And following the game last night, uh, Matthias Ekholm had these post-game comments. He said, you, you take more of the 54 minutes or the frustration of the last six? Uh, 54 minutes for sure. I even, I mean, the, 
sometimes you you as a team let into a goal slate like that and you can just tell that was our fault but they were kind of fluky goals it was bounces here and there so um, the way we're going right now I'm taking the 54 for sure obviously they came back but we showed some resiliency in the end and um, yeah I mean huge win for us again and, and um, yeah we're, we're uh, <coughs> working towards a game that that can be successful every night what do you think you guys are doing so well killing penalties um, I think we're we're in sync so to speak I think we're better at the entries I think that's a big part of it um, I think we're pressuring teams more to make plays uh, um, and then obviously you're you're <laughs> Your best penalty killer on every team has to be your goaltender, and he has been. So that that's a big factor as well. So I think there's a bunch of little things that makes the big picture better. So we're, we're looking to keep that going. Matisse, you blocked almost as many shots in these last eight games as you did in the first 13 on the penalty kill. Has there been an emphasis more, or guys just in the shooting lane, or a little bit more compact? Good question. I mean, I don't know. I, I Obviously, you, you know... When when your penalty kill isn't going your way, so to speak, you you kind of gotta. I mean, you you gotta get it turned because it's um, without it, you're not going to go very far. So um, whether it's on guys personally just wanting to to get in front of it and make sure we, we turn this thing around, or whether we are more compact and it, we're we're doing different things out there, it's it's a hard question for me to answer. But I mean, obviously, uh, I'd like to think there's a combo uh, in the end. So the fact that you guys were able to kind of right the ship after they scored two late goals and pull the game out anyway does that kind of maybe a sign that things are turning in the right direction you know, this might not be a game that you win two or three weeks ago. I mean yeah but at the same time I think the first 54 minutes is what we win or lose tonight obviously it was really nice and big point to get towards the end but really enjoyed the game and 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 the way we played those first 54 and, and can we ice that game more often than not I think we're we're going to be just fine here so I'm more focusing on that rather than whether we want to shoot out or not because those are going to come and go you know that it's it's a matter of having a hot goaltender or guys to just uh, go in as clinically as, as Connor and, and and Ryan did there so I, I don't really look at it that way I more look at our effort and and what we did to them I thought as we said earlier, 53 and a half, 54 minutes into the game, we were playing it close to perfect, and, and uh, that's very hard to do in this league, and especially against this, a good team like, like Vegas. Because it seemed like uh, very, earlier in the year, very few guys had their games going. Does it feel like the other side of it is going now where almost everyone or everyone is having you know, their best games? Yeah, I think I think all four lines are going. I think uh, obviously we have our uh, big guys that are really contributing right now, and, and they're playing with pace and they're they're doing their thing. But um, defense is going. Uh, there's a lot of things to like about our game right now. But obviously, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. We we know that three games is is not a lot in, in the hole that we've dug ourselves. So we, we got to keep this thing going and we got to stay humble, knowing that uh, we got another game here coming up soon. So um, with that said, I, I like our game, but at the same time, there's a realization too, knowing that we, we have some work to do and we still do. What did you expect with Paul Coffey going behind the bench and what's your experience been so far? What's his presence like back there? Um, I, I did not know what to expect, obviously, and you know, everyone knows his resume and what he did in the league. And um, what I really enjoy about him is that he wants us to make plays. He wants us um, up in the rush. He wants us to close gaps. He wants us to be... Um, Serving our forwards, good passes, uh, good outlets, um, and not just flip it out when we're tired or whatever. Even though we're tired, he still wants us to make plays, and I really think that's the way to go. And it's, sometimes um, that's 
something that gets lost when because usually you, I mean that's natural in this world you you look at the the bad things you do out there what can you correct always it's not every time you come in and you you pump tires but he seems to be a guy that more or less looks at the pumping tires situation where he he likes to to encourage more than maybe look at the bad side so I, th I think that's been a part where I've really enjoyed uh, having him as a coach even through the losses you've had absolutely yeah he's he's been very uh, positive he's been very um, direct um, whether and I think in my opinion at least it's been more positive than it has been negative and regardless if we have won or lost um, he's always been there trying to make us make plays and um, I think that's a great thing that's Oilers defenseman Matthias Ekholm and some interesting comments regarding Paul Coffey. You know, I mean, there's a guy that come he he's learning on the job as well. I mean, just as much as the players are learning from him, Paul Coffey is learning from the players. I mean, this is new to him. And I think just by listening to what Matthias Ekholm has been saying, I mean, we did an interview with Vincent DeHarnay a little while ago now. You listen to what the players' comments are, and Darnell Nurse is kind of saying the same things, I mean, moving forward. And you can see, you know, you see Cody Cece jumping up a little bit more into the play. Uh, you, you've seen um, that aspect of where if you're sure about making the play, make it. If you're not sure about a pinch or you're not sure about what the play is going to develop into, don't make the pinch. Don't make that lower percentage uh, play opportunity you know but if you think that you know what's going to shake down here I mean hey then make that play so again he he's bouncing stuff off of Brad Stewart and 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 and, and Stewart's bouncing Mark Stewart pardon me and bouncing stuff off of each other so I think that's an interesting dynamic moving forward and you can hear by the comments of the players that again this is a work in progress we're going to see what happens here. Let's, let's see how things play out. We touched on that a little earlier. It didn't go over too well with a few of our uh, texters. And uh, text line 1-833-401-1440. Uh, this one comes in, and I agree. Uh, put your name to this one, please, so we can uh, uh, just say it later. Uh, on the early shaving deal, audio replay required. I was under the impression that the five wins had to occur after the first three months. Something to note. Something to note. When we come back, man, oh, man, the uh, Alberta Golden Bear, Alberta Pandas hockey team is just rolling and rolling defensively. Uh, Darren Balachuk, head coach of the Pandas uh, hockey team, joins us right after the break on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Woo! All right. Uh, 842 in Edmonton. Let's go in the community for United Sport and Cycle. Christmas has arrived at United Sport and Cycle. Need something for an athlete or sports fan on your list? United has been your Santa's workshop for over 95 years as we welcome in uh, Darren Bolachak from the uh, Pandas hockey team, the head coach of the squad. Uh, good morning, Darren. Welcome back to Sports 1440. Morning, Kevin. Thanks for having me on again. Well, thanks for coming on. And I mean, hey, do you remember the last time your team allowed a goal? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I for stuff like that, I have a long memory. So, <laughs> but, but but you have to work your way back a little bit, which is nice. You know, they uh, we put in a ton of time uh, into our into our D zone, and uh, our goalies have been phenomenal lately. So it just it seemed to come all together here in the 
last few games, so it's been nice. So when is it? I mean, you've had four straight shutouts, so what? Yeah. Uh, when was the last goal you allowed? Uh, it would have been uh, against, who was it against? Uh, was it MRU after we spoke? Uh, it was right after we spoke with you, so... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing I'm not too superstitious, Kevin, here. Uh, well, I'm sorry to kind of throw this at you, but I mean, it's a pretty big mark right now. So, uh, Yeah, no, like I said, and we've had we've had all three goalies play over that time. Mm-hmm. So like I said, the, they're, they're all playing excellent. Um, uh, we have, you know, uh, Hallie Oswald's our, our starter, who's uh, at the top of the mm-hmm. league for goals against right now. And um, like I said, the, the, time, the time that's put, been put in on uh, defensive zones showing right now and then we've had uh, a few offensive uh, explosions here too which is uh, which is good so just to refresh your memory darren so it was uh, november 11th against uh, mount royal university so you are uh, correct there but since then uh, four nothing over the u of r uh, four nothing over the u of r twice i guess uh, yeah. u of m six nothing and then uh, one nothing the last two games at claire drake arena uh, last yeah. weekend so you did mention uh, Haley Oswald, but and you did mention also the fact that three all three goaltenders have been able to get between the pipes here. How do you how yeah. do you manage that? Well, I mean, Haley's in her last year here, so uh, um, we have to uh, we have to make sure that um, everybody's getting some ice time, and and we we have full confidence in in everybody in our roster uh, to come in and and play and be successful. So. Um, it's important that everybody gets that opportunity and, and feel that success and uh, feel valued and be a part of what we have going on right now. Darren Balachuk, Panda's hockey head coach, uh, is our guest on Sports 1440. You know, Darren, all the buzzwords now are about um, systems, structure, and, and things like that, zone defense, man-to-man. <laughs> so can you explain what your team implements? Uh, well, we've uh, we've gone to a bit of that a bit of that zone. Um, we've typically used uh, uh, a shrink or a swarm, that uh, which another another term that uh, people are in Edmonton probably aren't too uh, too popular with. <laughs> the, are you going back the ten years to the swarm defense with Dallas Akins? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> well. There may be a little bit of that, okay. um, but but the U of A the U of A has been on the men's and women's side yeah. has been running that for a number of years and it uh, it's been very successful. So um, we did make a little bit of a change here uh, this past year and going to a little more of a, a zone, which uh, has taken some time and um, and hiccups to to overcome. But uh, we seem to be getting there and. It's uh, it's paying some dividends for sure. Is it kind of a zone hybrid, Darren? And how would you explain it to our listeners? Yeah, it is. We don't. We typically try not to stay uh, two man to man up at the top. Um, mm-hmm. We want to keep. We want to keep our D's. We have good physical uh, defensemen, mobile defensemen that uh, we want to keep on the lower half of the defensive zone. Mm-hmm. So uh, they'll pass off any of that puck moving up high to our forwards and uh, make their way back to the net, making sure that we can box out and our goalies can see pucks. And our forwards are doing a good job of picking up those uh, those players yeah. in, in the dangerous areas. So, You know, uh, were you able to watch the Oilers game last night, Darren? Uh, I just caught the... the uh, 
sort of the middle of it. I miss the end. Yeah. The so I'm not sure if you if you could recall uh, the one one goal that that Vegas scored. It was a deflection by Mark Stone in front. But if you mm-hmm. watched, uh, so Evan Bouchard basically was playing man to man. I assume on that because he he circled all the way out to the blue line, and which was wasn't a problem because everything was fine. And it was just a tip, like by Stone that actually kind of went off of technically off of Ekholm at the end. But yeah. so would you call that sort of a hybrid or, or is that straight man to man? How how would you describe that if you could? Well, I think it probably depends on on the read a little bit because if you don't have if you don't have forward support um that can pick pick those players up where where the D's gonna drop back, they might be just running a bit of a read that mm-hmm. Um, that he's got to stay. Uh, like, obviously, I haven't had time to yeah. watch a ton of them, uh, a ton of their D zones, so that that would be a question more for them if yeah. they're sticking to their forward, the forwards running high all the time, then, yeah, they're running a man-to-man um, up high, which, I mean, if you have good mobile defensemen and um, good defensive forwards that can do the job down low, then that's... Yeah. That that works too. It's going to depend on the skill set of of the team what works for them. And mm-hmm. uh, um, so yeah, like you said, and sometimes it is. It's just a bit of a read where the yeah. players have to make the call while they're out there. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, sorry to kind of put you on the spot there. It's just top of <laughs> mind for me. Darren Bolachek, Panas yeah. hockey head coach. And so when you're when you're saying the read, uh, how much does communication uh, come into play between your own people then and your own your own players? Well, for us, it's huge, um, and that's one of the things that we really, we really try to to enforce is that there are there is that communication and um, the awareness of where where each other are. Um, if if there isn't, if you don't have that communication, like you say, you're you're kind of flying blind. Um, you ho- you'd hope that. Uh, if a player gets lost in in the in the defensive zone a little bit, they'd work mm-hmm. their way back to the net and uh, defend from the inside out, which is always a key for us, um, just so that we have the the middle covered and then we can pick up pick up our checks again from there. But um, yeah, communication is a big part of it. So, Darren, uh, besides the four shutouts, you still got to put the puck in the net to to pick up the W's. Who are some of the players that have been, uh, you know, showing offensive uh, flair for the Pandas this year? Well, we have a couple. Uh, we got Abby Soiko back, who's uh, back from injury, so she's just coming. She's just sort of six or six or eight games in now, so um, she's she's always been a, an offensive part for our game so that spreads our off allows us to spread our offense around through our our roster a little bit more uh which is nice um the uh, keezer maplethorpe and lejoie line has been probably our most consistent line this year uh on the offensive side and uh and they're still they're playing very well um morden and willen seem to have some really good chemistry mords Mords is putting the puck in the net. She's a, a monster for us down low and at the net front. So, um, so yeah, I just like you say, things things come together at different times in the game. When it all comes together in one game, it uh, 
it's nice to nice to sit back and watch. Uh, Darren Bolachek, uh, Panda's hockey head coach, is our guest on Sports 1440. When you knew you were going to be taking over for Howie Draper, who's moving on to the Professional Women's Hockey League, uh, Darren, how, how was it that you kind of, and, and I guess Howie, I assume he had a little bit of input to assemble your coaching staff with with uh, Isabel Cropper and Stephanie and, and, and Ian, and I think you got Kennedy Ganser as well. So, yeah. so how did that all kind of come into play for you? Well, we've had, so Izzy Cropper's been with us and um, uh, Seth Fisher, they've, they've been with us for a while now. Like you said, I've, I've been there 10 years. Yeah. Um, I I was actually the one that brought Ian in not long after I started. So he's uh, he's been and gone a couple times and uh, we're lucky to have him working skills with our defense. Um, and then Ken, Kennedy Yanzer came in this year, she's an ex-panda, she's an mm-hmm. alumni, um, so knows knows the culture and, and systems and everything that we run. She was an excellent leader for us. So uh, there's there's a, a load of support there for me, which was uh, I, I wouldn't wouldn't be able to do it without yeah. without them there. They're a huge key, as well as the rest of our staff. We have uh, you know our, our therapists and. Mm-hmm. Uh, equipment manager Tyler the the hours that they put in yeah. is I can't couldn't ask for a better group you, you know Darren we had you know we had Chris Morris on and he won the U Sports Coach of the Year yeah. for football and you, the first thing he said was you know man have I got the best staff going and I mean yeah. like the volunteering and the hours I mean people I, I don't think the average maybe fan doesn't doesn't recognize and realize the amount of work that gets put in yeah, no, and, and it's all behind the scenes, right? Like I <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I wonder even like the, if the team knows how many hours are are put in by that group. We try to instill that the you know these these volunteers that uh, help in in the season that they're they're a huge part of that family because like you say, there's so much that gets done that would never happen without them, and uh, and the. Yeah, like you said, I know Chris. Chris has a great group mm-hmm. there as well, and uh, I know on the Bears side, like everybody is. Yeah, we're super, <laughs> super uh, appreciative of the the time and effort put in by all those volunteers. Darren Balachuk, Panda's Panda's hockey head coach, our guest on Sports fourteen forty. What's uh, cooking on the schedule uh, this weekend for the Pandas, Darren? Uh, well, we got our last two games before the exam break in December here, so we uh, we go with uh, McEwen University uh, Friday night at the downtown community arena at 7 p.m., and then back Saturday at Claire Drake at 7 p.m. So I know I know the downtown community arena game. Um, if you bring a, a stuffed toy oh, cool. um, for Salvation Army, it's uh, free admission. So hopefully, hopefully, there's lots of fans at that one for the crosstown rivalry. What about uh, the break? It's it's a you know a month for exams and Christmas, and sometimes yeah. teams get uh, an opportunity to do a little traveling. Do you guys have anything lined up there? No, no, we're we're giving our girls uh, as much of a break as they can. It's been. It's been quite the, the first half for us. Uh, we'll have played 18 of our 28 games in the first half, so um, we're gonna we're gonna give them the break. We got a, a exhibition game in there, and then a few practices and stuff like that. But uh, they're gonna get a, a well-deserved break. Well, appreciate your time, uh, Darren. Uh, continued success, and 
I don't have to tell you how many shutouts in a row the Pandas have <laughs> recorded in past years, have I? Do I? <laughs> yeah, there's been there's been a few. We've had some uh, some pretty good defensive teams, and the goalies yeah. uh, have been unreal for us. So. Yeah, I won't yeah. jinx you. Don't don't worry, big guy. I won't jinx you. <laughs> Thank, thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks, thanks a lot, Darren. Appreciate okay, it. Okay, take care, Kevin. Thank yeah. you. That's Darren Balachek, Pandas hockey head coach. As we went in the community for United Sport and Cycle. Uh, hey, the Christmas sale is on. Save big for the athlete or sports fan on your list. Uh, when we come back, uh, David Schlemko will be arriving shortly. It's time for Schlemmer. And then at 10 o'clock, an old teammate, old friend, and a guy that's done a lot, man, for Hockey Canada over the years, world championships, now on the management level, um, and the pride of Helkirk, Alberta. Shane Doan will guess with us at uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, before we get to all that, this Sports 1440 update is brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club, where you learn to ride. So then you can take on the mountains, start your journey at snowvalley.ca. Here is the Duke.